Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hi, everybody. This is Bob Gale, co-creator of Back to the Future, and you're listening to Brad Gilmore. Oh, Brad, what have you done now? Doc! 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 Okay, relax, Doc. It's me. It's me. It's Martin. Oh, I can't be. Just sent you back to the future. Oh, I know. You did send me back to the future, but I'm back. I'm back from the future. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Future, the podcast, the only podcast looking back in time at the greatest film trilogy of all time, Back to the Future. I'm your friend in time, Brad Gilmore, and welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are, Season 8 Time Capsule. Normally, long-time listeners of the show, I've been doing this show since 2015. You know when there's a time capsule, there's always some sort of announcement, and this is no different. This is no different. We have an announcement regarding Season 8 and Season 9 of the show um, I haven't posted a new episode since it's been a little while, right? Um, at least over a month. And reason being is I had a major life event. Yes, major life event. A good one. You know, I was in the stages of getting married to my own Jennifer, uh, Farah, my wife now. Sounds weird to say, but it's true. It's true. I have the document to prove it. I'm looking at it actually right now, sitting on my desk. A retired judge married us named Esmeralda Garcia. See? That was such a specific detail. There's no way I could be making it up. That's the paper right there. It says marriage certificate, license, whatever. But guys, took the time off, got married, went on a vacay to Kauai, Hawaii. Home to hundreds of thousands of wild chickens in the greenest island I've ever been to. They call it the Island of Love. It's where they filmed the movie Jurassic Park as well as Elvis's Blue Hawaii. So took a little trip over there, got married, and now I'm back and I'm here to talk to you about season eight and season nine of Back to the Future, the podcast. There's a lot of real fun things, but hey, before I move on, I want to say, if you haven't gotten the book, Back from the Future, Celebration of the Greatest Time Travel Story Ever Told on hardcover, paperback, or audiobook, go grab that right now on Amazon.com. Leave your boy a five-star review. And also, the latest book, 
Bond, James Bond, exploring the shaken and stirred history of Ian Fleming's 007. You can go uh, get that book on Amazon right now or wherever books are sold. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you're in one of the great 50 states here in the United States, they're in one of the Barnes and Nobles close to you. And if you're listening abroad, which a lot of you are, shout out to all my people in the UK, you can um, go and get it on your Amazon site. It's probably the easiest thing, probably easiest way. Okay. Um, So go do that. Check out the Bond James Bond podcast companion piece I do with my co-author Mike Kalinowski. But enough of that. Enough of all of that. It's time to get into what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about Back to the Future. We're here to talk about season eight, season nine. This is the time capsule. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it right now. Now, normally on these time capsule episodes, we're just doing an announcement, some quick in and out. I will have these periodically, right? And um, for that very reason, I'm going to uh, throw in some extra stuff for the people. And I thought if it's a time capsule, well, it's something that would be really cool for this episode is why don't we take a trip in the DeLorean time machine and go back to 1985? And I talked about the great people in the UK. People who are listening over there in that part of the world across the pond will know this name, Barry Norman. Barry Norman from the BBC. He, um, long-time legendary movie reviewer in the United Kingdom. And um, recently, the BBC Archive YouTube channel put up this special clip of Barry Norman reviewing the 1985 film Back to the Future. Let's hear what the UK's top film critic had to say about the biggest movie of that year. And let's begin with Back to the Future, the Steven Spielberg production, which has broken box office records all over America and will, I suspect, do much the same thing here. It's an engaging, hugely entertaining story of a small-town American teenager, Michael J. Fox, who's transported back in time to join his parents in their own high school days. And what parents they are. Father, Crispin Glover, is the kind of spineless wimp that everybody dumps on, and mother, Leah Thompson, is a blousy boozer. Since the rest of the family consists of a dumpy daughter and a dispirited son, you wonder how these people could ever have produced such a bright kid as young Master Fox. Leave me, Marty. You're better off without having to worry about all the aggravation and headaches of playing at that dance. That's absolutely right, Marty. The last thing you need headaches (laughs) 
have to eat this cake by ourselves. Your Uncle Joey didn't make parole again. Now all that is before Mr. Fox finds himself back in the same town 30 years earlier. And he gets there by accident thanks to a splendidly balmy professor, Christopher Lloyd, and his souped-up nuclear-powered DeLorean car, which instead of simply nipping along, sniffing up the white line in the middle of the road like other DeLorean cars, has been adapted to travel in time. In 1955, the four aces are singing Mr. Sandman, and the film at the local cinema, which by 1985 has become a porno house, is Cattle Queen of Montana, starring B. Stanwyck and R. Reagan. And naturally, nobody will believe that in 1985, the same R. Reagan is president of the USA. So who's vice president, they ask sceptically? Jerry Lewis? The contrast between small-town America today and small-town America yesterday are neatly observed and a constant pleasure, though, of course, the difference 30 years can make leads to misunderstandings. Give me, give me a tab. Tab? I can't give you a tab unless you order something. Right, give me a Pepsi free. You want a Pepsi, pal? You're going to pay for it. Look, just give me something without any sugar in it, okay? Some of that sugar. The real delight of the film is the problem facing Mr. Fox when by chance he interferes in his parents' first meeting and realises that unless he can do something to bring them together, he himself will never be born. The problem's further complicated by the fact that his 17-year-old mother fancies him and not the boy who's destined to become his father. And as all this unfolds, there comes a point about halfway through the film when you start muttering to yourself, if they finish this the way I hope they're going to finish it, they'll have got it right. And believe me, they do get it right. Michael J. Fox, who is 24 but going on 17, is very good indeed as the time traveller. And his performance is matched by that of Christopher Lloyd, whom you'll remember as Jim, the character in the TV series Taxi, who's blown his mind away with drugs. Indeed, all the cast are excellent, and so too is the witty and assured direction by Robert Zemeckis, the maker of Romancing the Stone. Of all the Christmas blockbusters now being unveiled, Back to the Future is the one I would most warmly recommend. And if by seeing it you make Steven Spielberg even richer than he is now, when it can't be helped, it's already been established that he's a direct descendant of King Midas anyway. A direct descendant of King Midas indeed. My man Barry Norman had a, um, he had a lot of uh, praise for Back to the Future. No shock there. Um, great movie, we all know. That's why we uh, <laughs> listen to this podcast. That's why I do it. That's why I wrote the book. That's why we do it all. Um, just thought it was interesting to hear that. And um, I just wonder why also the BBC decided to release that after so many years. It was in the archive and never came out. Who knows? Anyway, interesting review from our friends across the pond. But why don't we hear what people stateside said? Now, if you are listening to this podcast and you are below the age of 27 and a half, right? You probably have no idea how big movie reviewers really used to be in the time. Now, you're used to the YouTube community where you have, I mean, so many people, uh, whether it be the Schmoes No, Christian Harloff, Mark Ellis, Dan Merle, John Campia, John Roca, um, uh, the World Girls, or, or whomever, right? The YouTube community that reviews films, there's a plethora. You can find your niche audience or your niche uh podcaster, you know, your little kind of subsection, you can find that, you can absorb that and whatever. Back in the day, especially in the 80s, there was really only two men whose opinions mattered. Only two. And their names were Siskel and Epert. And um, Siskel and Epert go to the movie, or it's not, what is not Siskel and Epert go to the movies? What was the name of the show? Was it, what was the name of the show? It had a name. What was it called? 
Was it just called Siskel and Ebert? Oh, it is. It's just called Siskel and Ebert. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, no. They were first two paired. as a show called Opening Soon in a Theater Near You. That doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, Siskel and Ebert in the movies. That's what I was trying to think of. Um, this was such a big show. It's hard to even put it into perspective. But these two guys, Gene Siskel, Roger Ebert, they were the critics. Okay? Um, and these were guys who were responsible for really getting a lot of young filmmakers on. I mean, if your movie got reviewed by Siskel and Ebert, and they gave you a positive review. You you're essentially a made man. Uh, they you know they gave uh, advocated for guys like Martin Scorsese, for Spike Lee, for um, Quentin Tarantino, Michael Moore, Werner Herzog, people like that. And um, I remember they even had a big uh, controversy back in the day, where uh, they like went after the Academy Awards for, for best picture. Um, for uh, for uh, hoop dreams and and do the right thing and see, anyway they they were big big guys they were always on the Tonight Show they were on David Letterman they were on Oprah they're on Stern right big guys big big guys uh, in the in the world of movie reviews and they were the kingmakers people would go see what Eber and Roper did if you ever heard the two thumbs up thing that's where it came from and if they didn't give you a positive review your movie really could tank at the box office. That's how much power these guys had held. They were the Rotten Tomatoes before there was a Rotten Tomatoes. So why don't we listen to the Siskel and Ebert review of Back to the Future, and then after that, the big announcement, season eight, season nine. So here it is. Let's hear from the gentlemen who are the kingmakers, especially in the 80s, Siskel and Ebert. This is more serious than I thought. Apparently your mother is amorously infatuated with you instead of your father. Well, wait, wait a minute, Doc. Are you trying to tell me that my mother has got the hots for me? Get my reaction to Back to the Future out right away. Along with a very different Pootsie's honor, this is my favorite film of the summer movie season. If I had the ability to make lighthearted pictures for the teen and young adult market, I'd hope I'd have the ability to make a film as enjoyable as Back to the Future. I really think it's that good. Back to the Future is a time travel movie, a category I usually hate because, you know, they're never really going to change things when they go back in the past because that would mean that the future that we saw at the beginning of the film would have had to have been a lie, right? So there's no suspense there. But, and I won't dare say how, Back to the Future managed to beat that problem, and it fooled me, and it delighted me in so doing. The time travel comes about when a high school kid played my, Michael J. Fox from the TV show Family Ties bumps into his good friend, a wacky scientist, at the local mall.
my latest experiment. This is the big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. And of course, the experiment is the time travel, and I love that touch, the DeLorean motor car, as we see right there. Car that was ahead of its time. <laughs> Very good, Rod. <laughs> that was Christopher Lloyd as the scientist, and he's pretty good in a convincing variation on Jerry Lewis's Nutty Professor. This time machine does work. It transports young Marty back to 1955, to before he was born, to where he wants to set up a date, it turns out, between, get this, his mother-to-be and his father-to-be. But his mom would rather go out with him. Neat idea. Lorraine? Calvin! I'd like to meet my good friend, George McFly. Hi. It's really a pleasure to meet you. How's your head? Oh, uh, good. Fine. Oh, I've been so worried about you ever since you ran off the other night. Are you okay? She didn't even look at him. This is more serious than I thought. Apparently, your mother is amorously infatuated with you instead of your father. Whoa, wait, wait a minute. Doc, are you trying to tell me that my mother has got the hots for me? Precisely. Whoa, this is heavy. Yeah, it's heavy and it's funny. Just hope you got it there. Those two people that he was trying to put up together at the lockers, those were his parents as teenagers. Now, this relationship is played out in the film for laughs and for sexual danger, the relationship between him and his mother, and even at the end of this film, for some teary emotion. What would you say, if you think about it, meeting your mother as a teenager, what would you feel if you saw your parents as young people? What a thrill that would be. And this film, rather than being helter-skelter action picture, which it could have been, holds on that moment. I credit the director, Bob Zemeckis, for having the sensitivity, the smarts, to make this something bigger than just a laugh-a-minute special effects picture. There's a real heart to this film. Back to the Future has all that emotion, a most clever and funny and interesting, interesting script written by Bob Zemeckis and his partner Bob Gale, and the writing here I think is really the star. This script couldn't have been ruined if it had been directed by the director who did Red Sonja, <laughs> if it had starred the cast of Red Sonja. So I guess I've made my point. Back to the Future receives my highest recommendation of the film. Pretty good screenplay, and like all good screenplays uh, and all good movies, it starts out with something of, of universal interest, which right. is, in this case, what would it be like to meet your parents, as you pointed out, when they were kids. Because I think everybody grows up thinking, my parents were never young. And right. the fact is, the parents, this is the secret parents have from kids, right. they don't think they're ever old. Right. And so this movie plays with that paradox in such a, a beautiful way that it's not just a time travel picture, not just an action picture. I agree with you. It's a picture almost like Frank Capra would have made, in which the underlying message of this communication between the generations is kind of I just hope that kind this, of beautiful. I hope that this title, Back to the Future, doesn't put off adults. Or even when I said in the beginning, teen and, and time travel and young adult, I can't imagine anyone not liking this film. I really think this is a very special picture. I mentioned Capra. You know the Capra picture it reminds me of? You can probably guess. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful life. You bet. Because here's a case, once again, of somebody finding out through some kind of magical intervention the things aren't so bad, no. and that they can even be kind of good. Next at the movies, Silverado, a new western that wants to capture the Indiana Jones spirit in the Old West. Siskel and Ypres, guys. I mean, let's, let's seriously. I mean, seriously. Two of the best to ever do it. Um, unfortunately, no, n neither man are, are with us anymore. Um, they both they both passed away. Um, one in the 90s and I think one in the mid-2000s, I think is when, when Ebert passed away. 
but definitely they were icons of their time. And you heard Gene Siskel say this got his highest recommendation, his favorite film of that year, and said that the writing was so good, even the director of Red Sonia and the cast of Red Sonia couldn't have messed the script up. And, and earlier in the same episode, they reviewed quite terribly the film Red Sonia from, from the 80s, 1985. So uh, there you had it. You had the American perspective. You had the United Kingdom perspective, the British perspective of Back to the Future, and they gave us the highest of honors. I thought that would just be something fun to do here on Time Capsule today to um, make this announcement about Season 8 and Season 9. So here we go. This is going to be the final episode of Season 8 of Back to the Future, the podcast. Now, you might be saying, whoa, what? I thought we were going to end the season with the Back to the Future 2 commentary. Well, yes, that was the plan. But here's the thing. Since my hiatus of about a month uh, getting married and everything, this week that I'm recording this, and I'm recording this at 9.22 p.m. on Tuesday, May the 10th, 2022. It just turned to 9.23. I've recorded several podcasts for Back to the Future, the podcast. And um, I think at the present moment, just in this week alone, I've recorded four new episodes. Four. And by the time the week is over, I should have at least six new episodes done. Now, I could drop all those as a part of season eight, but I just feel like if I'm going to have that much show, you know, I wanted to do another 10 episodes, and I thought, man, I'd do a season. This is actually my plan. I don't know if any of you are fans of Entourage, but this always stuck out to me when I would watch it on HBO, you know, Go or Now or Max, whatever the name is now, is they had season one, season two, season three A and three B. They split season three into two seasons. I'm not sure why they did that. I'm sure there was schedule or something. So I was going to do that with this show. I was going to make it season 8A and season 8B, and season 8A would be 10 episodes, and season 8B would be 10 episodes. But I've decided to do away with that idea. Why not end it with a time capsule and starting next week, next, let's see, Monday, next Monday, um, we're going to start with season nine of Back to the Future, the podcast, and you will have all these episodes that I've recorded this week and the ones that I have in progress for the following week. We have some really cool interviews coming up, some uh, some different kind of things that we're going to be doing on the podcast more time capsule things like this where we might look at something of the day when back to the future came out and um always working on some big future surprises for you in season nine so i really do appreciate your patience with me over these seven years of back to the future the podcast we don't get paid a dime for this show it's 100% because I love doing it. I love talking to you all. I love hearing from you all. And um, the pinheads out there is what keeps this show going. And so we can continue to talk about the franchise, in which we all love so much, the greatest trilogy of all time, Back to the Future. So I think I've said it all. We heard Barry Norman say it all. Roger uh, uh, <laughs> Ebert and wrote, I can't say it, Siskel and Ebert. Because then there was Eper and Roper. Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel, they've said it all. I've mumbled through a lot of it. And um, I'm excited for season nine of Back to the Future, the podcast, which kicks off this Monday. This Monday. Uh, we're planning for 10 weeks. It might it might extend past that. Okay, so I, I might shoot for 12 episodes. But um, 
It's going to start on Monday, May the 16th, 2022. So this has been your time capsule. This is Back to the Future Podcast, the only podcast looking back in time with the greatest film trilogy of all time, Back to the Future. I'm your friend in time, Brad Gilmore, and I will see you in the future.